0: Welcome to the Pet Grooming Business Podcast, where we give practical business advice to help you grow your pet grooming business. So without further ado, let's get going. evening everyone or hello how's everyone doing I hope everyone is well we are live with Anastasia talking about teeth cleaning for pets or teeth cleaning for dogs and how to bring it into your business so welcome Anastasia how are you doing
1: I'm great Bill thank you for having me on the show
0: that's all right. Thank you for coming and um, putting yourself forward and uh, talking to us all about uh, teeth cleaning for dogs. Now, um, the product we're going to talk about tonight is EmiPet, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so obviously um, there's EmiPet and there is also cleaning teeth. We'll just put that mm-hmm. out there, just so it's a, there is a there is a choice on the market, isn't there?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you deal specifically with Amy Pet, and you're...
1: Yeah, I deal specifically with the EmiPet.
0: Excellent. And you're a distributor as well as an end user, I suppose.
1: Yeah. So I distribute um, and also I offer online training courses for the EMI Pet and I do the EMI Pet myself at my grooming salon.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And we, um, we ourselves at A to Z, we use, uh, MU pet 2 And, um, last, uh, sort of couple of years, we've seen that, uh, you know, using a toothbrush for dog dog's teeth has been getting us some amazing results and making our customers really, really happy. So I'm really pleased that we can come on, uh, get you on tonight and help other businesses that might want to use this system and, um, advertise this and help their customers with this um, product so perhaps uh, we can start with just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the dog grooming industry
1: um right so i'm an anastasia and i've been working in this industry literally since as long as i can remember so all my life just just like so many dog groomers i just always wanted to work with animals um and then I trained and did all my animal management qualifications and I then stumbled into teaching. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up um, working as a technician at an animal, um, an animal like a land-based college teacher teaching animal welfare and management so I, right. I moved into being an animal technician at a college I then progressed on to becoming an animal management lecturer doing all my teacher training qualifications and everything and then I was there for 12 years and that was Newton Rigg College in Penrith in Cumbria in the lakes Um it's a beautiful place but sadly this summer it's closing down closing. Um, and it was maybe about seven years ago um I've been teaching for 12 years it was long hours it was really hard work and I just thought you know what I just want to do something for myself
0: you thought you'd have an easier life and go into dog grooming yeah
1: (laughs) I did (laughs) (laughs) and it, it was it was actually an easier life um to begin with when I first started the business but um Then, you know, as all groomers do, you end up taking on like extra clients and working longer hours. And then it all, you know, it can get really, really hard going in the grooming. Um, So I've had my grooming business for about seven years now. It's going to be seven this August. Um, And I got into the teeth cleaning in about 2018. So it was a few years ago now. Um, I'd seen the Emmy pet at Master Groom. A year previous to that, but like most groomers, I was being a bit hesitant. It was quite new on the market at the time. I was mm-hmm. like, does this really work? Is it worth the money? Um and then I had um Wayne from scissor Yappy came to my salon and he did a seminar in my salon and he was raving on about the Amy pet toothbrush. And I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna bite the bullet and I'm gonna buy it. Um, and I got the toothbrush, and honestly, I bought it off Angela Rollinson. And, and within the first month, I thought, why the hell didn't I buy this a year ago? Um, <laughs> it paid for itself three times over in its first month, and then month on month on month, it continued to pay for itself over and over and over again. Um, so in the first year, this little tiny toothbrush had made me like literally thousands and thousands of pounds, and I just thought I was so silly not to not to get the EmiPet toothbrush um but yeah so then Angela Rollison who I've got the toothbrush off she kept sort of chipping away at us saying you know you'd be really good at distributing and I was going no no not for me um I'm I'm too busy grooming that was that was my excuse and uh I had these sort of limiting beliefs that I couldn't do it um and then in 2019 I just decided that I would do um a little bit of distributing Mm -hmm. um and that's how I got into that in 2019 and then The Dogtooth Fairy has just grown since then and it's word of mouth now. A lot of groomers will recommend my services and a lot of groomers come to me to get products and they now come to me to get my pet training. So I absolutely love the distributing side. It's really good and I'm enjoying it a lot. Excellent. And
0: we're going to um, we're going to discuss the distribution side of things a little bit later on. We're going to just talk about that because that's another string to your, your business, isn't it? It's another um, stream of revenue, another bit of income for you. So we'll talk about that in a in a bit. But um so you're you've been grooming for seven years. What um did you have members of staff? How busy are you? What kind of numbers of dogs do you do?
1: Um, so I have one employee. Um And we have, we're actually really lucky in this salon because we've got, um, actually an ex-police station (laughs) so it's it's an old cop shop um so it's like it's a it's a little tiny little cutesy bungalow in the middle of a little market town and it's got little grassy lawns out the front um it's got about seven rooms in it so it's brilliant but we have like a great big grooming space that um used to be the main admin offices Mm. and then there's like where there used to be little cells and you know, that sort of thing, but it's brilliant because it's you keep the doctor
0: in the cells, do you? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's um because it's obviously the police station, it's a little bit off the beaten track, so it's not on the main street, which is brilliant because we've got um so much parking outside, and then there's plenty of space around the back where all the cop cars used to used to be. Um when I first set my business seven years ago, um I had a little small shop on the main street. Mm-hmm that was right next door to a pound shop. So that was brilliant because everybody was going in and out the pound shop and they would come in and just like walk in people wanting to make appointments. So I did that for, I think two and a half years. And then I got the chance to get bigger premises and take on a staff member. So I jumped at the chance to get the bigger premises because it was going to be better. Um, But obviously this is much better. And although it's off the beaten track now, it doesn't really matter because all of our clients are repeat clients. Yeah. Um yeah, so it
0: works. You don't. Yeah. Uh, you don't necessarily need a, a place on the high street, do you? You can advertise. No. All your advertising will, will get the people to you. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I take it your member of staff does the the teeth cleaning as well, or is it just yourself?
1: Um, she does the teeth cleaning as well.
0: Yeah. 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 So, how often do you um do you do do you do every customer that you come in? Do you do everyone's teeth, or is um,
1: it- the toothbrush is getting used pretty much every day Mm. and we do try and encourage all of our clients to take up the yummy pet service and a lot of people are interested in it and um, we just do it as like an add-on to the groom so if it's regular clients that are coming in and they just get it added on with their grooming treatment but obviously if there's heavy tartar in place initially then we get them in like regularly like sort of every other day just to shift the tartar and get them a nice clean slate and then once we've got the clean slate we then slip to maintenance teeth cleaning
0: mm, brilliant okay so tell us about the toothbrush and um, if people out there that are watching they don't actually know anything about it or or how it actually works but you can tell us how it all works
1: right so this is my toothbrush here and um, this is the second generation Emi Pet toothbrush um, so the one that I originally bought in 2018 was the first version, and I've just in, invested in the second version about a year ago. The second version I find is a lot more powerful. It shifts Tartar a lot quicker. And when I'm selling um, the Emmy Pet Toothbrush to groomers, if they're professionally grooming, I tell them not even to look at the first generation one. I tell them to go for this one because they'll get better results with it. Mm-hmm. And the price, it's not that much price difference. And you just want to be getting the second generation one. Um, so how it works is if you look at it there. That's I've, always, it.
0: I've always been amazed because you turn the toothbrush on and it's just like, is it working? <laughs> you know, it's, it's silent, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so it's completely silent. It doesn't vibrate. It doesn't make any noise whatsoever. So the only way that you can tell if it's working is if that green light's on. So the green light only comes on and works when you've got a toothbrush head on the end of the toothbrush. Um, And I mark mine up with permanent marker just so that I know all the dog's names. Um, Other people might do different ways of identifying the brushes, but that's what I do.
0: Yeah, so Um, every dog has its own um, toothbrush head, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, every every individual dog must have their own toothbrush head. Um, The other brand that we talked about, Cleany Teeth, I believe that their toothbrush head gets used between the clients. But with EmiPet, every dog has their own toothbrush head. I'll factor that cost into the client's first session, so they buy their own toothbrush. If their dog nibbles or chews or breaks the toothbrush, the client's responsible for buying another brush head off me.
0: Mm. Do, you put, sorry, um, do you put that in your sort, terms and conditions? or
1: Yeah, it's in the disclaimer. All right, cool. Um, So this is has got a battery in it and it sits on a charger. So when you press it on, what happens is the ultrasound waves pass along here and they connect to the toothbrush head. And this has got like wires inside it. So the ultrasound travels all the way up here into the little piece, I'm gonna try and pronounce it properly, piezo chip. (laughs) I hope I've said that right. So every (laughs) every toothbrush head has a little magic chip in here. So when the ultrasound waves come down the toothbrush and they react with the um, chip that's in this toothbrush head, the waves pass up these bristles And when you've put your toothpaste and your water on the end of the toothbrush there, it creates tiny little nano bubbles. Okay, so it's really important to keep the bristle health in order. So if you've got dogs that like to chew on the bristles and these bristles get splayed, what you'll find is when the brush is on, um, this green light won't work or it might flash red. And you might think it's out of battery, but it really just needs a new brush head. Um, So the good thing about the EmiPet is the chip is in the brush head. So if you get a malfunction at all and you've got like a red light flashing, it, it's just a problem with the brush head. You need to replace your brush head, which is a cost of you of um, 5 or £6. Pounds. Whereas with the other brand, the um, chip is down here in the handset. So if you get a problem with your chip, you need to replace the whole handset. So that's why um, the MEP quite good from that point of view. Okay.
0: So it's quite intelligent in a way in that if you, the dog damages the head or the bristles you know and to the point where it can't work it will kind of tell you won't it?
1: yeah and it's uh i have to say this as well there's 96 <laughs> there's 96 million oscillations per minute and the oscillations is the time that the wave goes up and down so that's an oscillation there's 96 million of them in a minute so it really does it is a workhorse
0: it is and what about the toothpaste this special toothpaste that you have to use with it
1: yeah, so the EmiPet Pet toothbrush, uh, the, the Emi Pet toothpaste is designed to work with the EmiPet Pet toothbrush. Um, so I wouldn't use any other brands of toothpaste. Um, I would only use the EmiPet Pet toothpaste.
0: And that helps. That the toothpaste as well helps to break down the um, the plaque and tartar and stuff. Yeah.
1: So the toothpaste, in conjunction with with the toothbrush, helps to break down and soften the plaque and the tartar, and it it works on the bacteria as well by breaking all of that down
0: cool so we um, you know you might have visions of your kids brushing their teeth at night like right, their electric toothbrush but it's a bit different to that isn't it it's not um you don't go around the dog's mouth like you would your, your kid's mouth or your own mouth mm-hmm. you're kind of um, from what i've seen emma do in our own salon it's kind of holding that toothbrush head on a particular tooth and working on it isn't it
1: yeah. And it's uh, so you're not manually brushing it from side to side. So that's why a lot of dogs can tolerate it. And it's not like these electric toothbrushes where you've got a little spinning circle brush on the end of it. So you literally just hold it on the tooth with the, the toothpaste in the water and then you pass it from the tooth to the next tooth to the next tooth. And I tend to try and work on each tooth for around about 30 seconds. But obviously, when you're first starting out with a new dog, it's never had this done before you might just want to work on that dog's tooth for maybe five seconds or whatever the dog will let you do. Um, And it's all about positive um, reinforcement and encouragement with the dog. So maybe a little teeny treat reward or a stroke just to make that dog feel comfortable. So I tend to factor out an hour for my first ever session. I know some groomers might say, Oh, I don't need that much time and I'll do it in half an hour. But for the first ever session, I tend to, factor out an hour in the diary so that I can do a proper full consultation with the client and that I'm not rushing the dog um, and I get it used to the EMI pet and make the dog feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, I think we're about the same. Um, also, it enables you to sort of have a good look at the dog and uh, give the dog a chance to have a rest and then and then go back to the dog as well.
1: So it's dog's behaviour as well, because if it's a grooming client that you've seen for, I don't know, the last few years and you know that dog pretty much inside and out but if you're offering um standalone emi pet treatments which I do at my salon you've never ever met a dog before and then you're expecting to go in its um mouth with the emi pet toothbrush it's good to have that time to be um consulting with the client analyzing the dog's behavior and just checking everything out before you go in with your toothbrush
0: definitely definitely and so um obviously you, you get a package you get the emmy um, pet package toothpaste uh, anything else any other tools or equipment that you need to get um, going
1: yeah so i sell a few things to to groomers when when i'm selling the emmy pet items to them so You tend to find that your dog owners, they just need like a basic brush and some some toothpaste and then they're good to go. Groomers tend to need a little bit more because they might need things for marketing. So they might want to buy some Emmy pet leaflets. They might want to buy the little Emmy pet cuddly teddy bear to go on the counter. Um, Tartar removal tools as well that EmiPet do. There's the rosewood sticks. So they're like little wooden sticks. Um, and they're used once you've been doing a few sessions with the EmiPet just to flick away the Tartar. Um, and there's an EmiPet eraser as well. I'll just get them so that I can show.
0: <laughs> Lauren, I'm, I'm seeing your questions rolling in. I'll, uh, I'll address them at the end or, or as we go on, don't worry. <laughs>
1: those are your rosewood sticks so they come in a pack like that and it's just those are the sticks there so they're actually um soft wood they're not they're not um abrasive it's not made out of metal or anything like that so it's nice and soft and it's just used when you've been working on the tartar and it feels ready to come away you just use it to put against the teeth and just flick the tartar off so I can even show you on this. Ooh, on. <laughs> this is my little demonstration thing. So yeah, you would just use, um, get your little rosewood stick in there and you just flick it off. So that's what the rosewood sticks for. Um, and then you've got your emipet eraser. This, this one's a bit worn. We need to get a new one. So it's just like a little, I want to describe it as like a little fine pumice so when I'm touching that, it feels like a really fine nail file. It doesn't feel very abrasive at all. And I would use this when you've done quite a few sessions with your dog and you're starting to get the, the little brown uh, plaque stains, that just the little niggly bits that won't go away very easily. So I would just use on the teeth. And this is really strange because you think that it attaches to the toothbrush and it doesn't um, and okay. it's just a hand tool so all you do is you just tickle the teeth and just get the, the little stains to come away and i say tick- tickle because um you don't want to go too like harsh with this because you might actually damage the enamel of the teeth so just lightly with the eraser
0: yeah and i think it's really important to to point out isn't it that um people just do what they're they're happy with doing mm-hmm. and so, um and how about that like, insurance for your for the groomers do you notify your insurance company that you're going to be doing it and
1: yeah talk about it? yeah so when i when i started doing the Emipet, i was with cliverton and i just rang them up and said i'm offering the Emipet teeth cleaning service um is this okay for me to do and they said absolutely fine so i would recommend anybody's setting up doing emipet that you contact your um insurance provider just give them a quick call and ask them if it's okay to be offering that you know ancillary service
0: it's quite obviously the the teeth cleaning services are now sort of taking off so they're probably quite popular and i should think insurance companies probably know exactly what it is and how it works and Mm -hmm. they should hopefully know about it by now shouldn't they
1: yeah, I think it's very much becoming a thing and it's grown in popularity so much with groomers. It's a bit like when groomers were offering microchipping and things like that, it's it's getting really popular and a lot of the insurance companies just say, yeah, it's fine to add that on.
0: Excellent. Um, all right, we've got a couple of questions that are pertinent to what we've been talking about. So is there a diff- are there different size brushes for big and small dogs?
1: Yeah, so they come in two different sizes. You've got small and large. So I tend to say small uh, toothbrushes are for your small breeds, like your Chihuahuas, your Dachshunds, um, your Bichons, Shih Tzus. And then I tend to think Cocker Spaniel and above size. That's when you go to your larger brushes. So Cockers, Labs, anything, you know, medium to large breeds I use for um the large brush heads i have heard some groomers say they like to use the large heads on a small dog because it covers more surface area of the tooth so then they'll get the job done quicker but not all breeds um certainly my chihuahua would not let me go in with a big brush in his mouth um, right. so it depends on the dog because it might overwhelm them with that size of a brush going near the yes. teeth
0: yeah. Um, Elizabeth uh, is asking, how often do we change the eraser and uh, the sticks to flip the tartar
1: Right. So the sticks are a, a one-use stick, um, but they're, they're actually really cheap to buy. I think a pack of them is like £2.50. Um, so those are like a one-use stick, and then, then I dispose of those. Um, the eraser... Needs to get sterilized between clients, put in the UV sterilizer. And I just use this until it wears down. So I go through one eraser a month in my salon. But it depends how busy that your salon is and uh, how much you're using it, I guess.
0: Yeah, and you can obviously factor that into the, the cost. And remember, this um, system: once you've done the initial outlay, the actual cost is just your time, isn't it? Because they're buying you. You factor. You're going to be factoring the um, cost of the toothbrush head within your prices. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, yes, you will be. You'll be putting the price of your toothbrush head in your in your prices so the customer is going to be buying that and then um all it comes down to really the only cost is your time and how long you're going to spend working on the teeth isn't it so
1: yeah uh-huh
0: um well, here's a brave helen helen's feeling brave and just asking um can this be used on cats
1: <laughs> it, it could, Helen.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. Really,
1: really brave. If you're doing it on cats, what I would recommend, depending on the cat, if it's your own cat and it's quite chill, then maybe you could do it on your own. But if it's a client's cat, um, I would recommend wrapping the cat in a towel you know how like the veterinary nurses do it with the cat's head sticking out and then just give the cat loads of strokes on its shin and then just try and get in with the with the toothbrush on with a small brush head if you can and some cats would tolerate it but it's not something that i can say that i've ever tried myself um my chinchilla persian she she's beautiful teeth so there would be no no reason for me to to try oh, that. cats
0: cats can get some really disgusting teeth uh, and we have actually had a uh, an inquiry in our place whether we could do it on cats I don't think I don't, can't remember what emma said but I don't think we did it but if there's anyone watching that has actually done it on cats please let us know how it went uh, and maybe we can see the scars but if,
1: uh, if it's kind of if it ends up being a two groomer job and one person's got to wrap it in a towel and hold it, then you've got to factor your costing into that as well. And then people might not want to pay for two people to work on one cat. And
0: yeah. yeah. Certainly something that we might explore if if Emma's watching this. <laughs> she might shout at <laughs> me in a minute. So um, Lauren's just asks, uh, can the toothbrush cause any problems if held on the tooth too long? I know some vets are worried about the pulp inside the teeth becoming too hot. causing problems
1: i've never heard of that myself i mean i've been using it on my like in my salon and on my on my clients you know on my clients dogs and on my own pets um i've never ever seen any gums becoming hot or anything like that so it's not something that i've come across the um the ultrasound waves actually heal the gums um it it passes um, 12 millimeters beneath the gum line so it actually works on the gums to heal them so if if I see a dog with quite red gums maybe little early signs of gingivitis and I start using the ultrasound on on the gums the gums will start to heal so you'll notice by the second session certainly by the third session those gums are looking really healthy
0: yeah I've got to say you know we've been using the system probably a similar t- amount of time and I've only ever heard sort of positive from um, customers and positive um, results from from emma whilst using it and even even positive to the fact that um before we even used it and we've looked over the dog's mouth and we found cracked molars or um things like that and we're like actually we can't do it we need to refer you back to the vet so i've only ever um heard positive results from this so um yeah it's good well angela has certainly heard of people doing cats and ferrets and horses Wow. Wow, horses, not thought of that <laughs> one. Definitely not putting my hand in a horse's mouth. I've seen the I, contraptions that they need to uh, to keep those open.
1: I definitely wouldn't fancy doing a ferret seat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go on to charging and prices in a bit, but... Um, So how do you fit the toothbrush into your business? Is it an everyday occurrence? Do you find that, do do you have a new customer in and do you um, talk to them about it when you're enrolling them or do you have a sneaky peek at their teeth whilst being groomed and say, I really recommend you do this, that and the other? Yeah,
1: so what, what, what I did when I first got the Emmy pet was I bought um, some leaflets. So I sell the Emmy pet leaflets and I think they're worth the weight in gold because uh, they work out at 20 pence per leaflet. And so every customer that gets on my grooming table, I see as potential um, opportunity. So every dog, I look in the mouth and if they've got any sort of tartar to build up or any sort of plaque, the client gets a, a talk about the Emmy pet and they get a leaflet to take home. Um, and I found that really, really effective when I first started offering the EmiPet treatments. The leaflet explains everything in such detail and it's nice. It's got pictures on it and things. Um, the only alternative to the clients, if the teeth are getting, are getting bad, will be the vets. So they've got to weigh up their options and decide which way that they want to go. Uh, but the leaflets really help, I find. And, and that's what I do. I just check all the clients and then talk to the. Talks to the clients about the Emmy Pet.
0: And how much sort of detail do you go into? I will take you. Do you show them the toothbrush and show them how it works, or yeah?
1: You- so in my in my um, in my salon reception, I've got a six foot roll banner. I've got the price list on a little chalkboard. Um, I've got a photo album full of before and after pictures of my clients' teeth, and then I've got a little leaflet dispenser with all the leaflets in. Um, and then I've got a little dog bowl with Emi Pet on with the little dog biscuits in. So the whole thing, it's in your face and you can't get away from it when you come into reception. Uh, so they, they get it like that. And I give them the leaflet. I explain everything to them and I will show them the toothbrush. Um, I turn it on. I let them see that it's silent and that it's stress free. And then I show them the photographs of the results. Um, and I would say probably about 80% of the time the clients book in. So that's.
0: Good. You know, uh, it's really important that you say that about the photographs, because I think a picture tells a thousand words, doesn't it? And if you start putting out... Client testimonials and um, the photos, the befores and afters, they're so powerful. We we obviously we have a mobile phone in the shop for business use, and we will send the client the before and after photos on WhatsApp. And they like they like, oh, I love to. I, I want those photos to show my partner to see because they're like, well, oh, what difference they're going to make on their teeth? And they're like, no, I want the photos. I want to show my partner what 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 you've done in your in your mm-hmm. salon today, and and how you've uh, really helped help the teeth and so and then those go on to social media and that's like you just get that constant stream of inquiries don't you from it
1: that's that's a really good um way of marketing isn't it because if you send it before and after through whatsapp they'll share it won't they on the social media and things so that's really good that's
0: it. That's it. You know, pictures, pictures, pictures. We've all got this tool in our pocket. You know, the mobile phone is so powerful and document what you're doing and, and celebrate it with your clients. And then, like you said, you've got your photo album. You know, if you said to someone, Oh, what does it do? You say, well, it does this. And you just show them the photos, don't you? They can't, yeah.
1: they
0: can't really say much more about it. Can they? No. So um, Pricing wise, you, you display your prices yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um
0: what, what do we what do we do about pricing? Is does it come with a recommended retail price or is pricing down to you? How do you where do you go think, with that?
1: I think every groomer will be different in the geographical area in the country of what what they're charging. Um after I spoke with you, I did put my prices up a little bit because I'm a bit of a stickler for not putting my prices up so my prices had been the same for for quite a while and then after taking your advice I put my prices up so um, well nobody's batted an eyelid and people are coming in and they're they're buying like the intro session with the block horse so people are coming in and spending about 160 pound all in one one big payment and they're not flinching so that's
0: that's good Nice little package there. You've done them up a nice little package. And how much sort of money did you put up your prices by?
1: Um, The intro session, I did extra £10 on. And the uh, pay-as-you-go session, I put an extra £5 on. So baby steps. But um, Yeah. yeah, I might look at it again in the new year and maybe do a little increase again.
0: Definitely. So, um, when you buy the, the the toothbrush and the kit, does it come with any recommendations, or is it literally just down to down to you as to what you want to price it price it at? Um,
1: well. When I'm selling kits to dog groomers, I Mm -hmm. will um, send them instructions. Then I also send them um, an email disclaimer that I use in my salon and it has my pricing structure on there. Mm -hmm. So I send them that via email and then they can put their own logo on and they can adapt it to their prices. Mm -hmm. So then they've got the disclaimer, it's got all the word in there and they can just use that if they want to. They can copy my prices if they want or they could do it higher up. I wouldn't recommend doing it lower, Um, but but yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And um, what we, so we started using it and, you know, customers were loving it. We were really enjoying offering it to the customers, but we were finding that um, they were going, they were were getting their dog's teeth really nice and shiny and looking really good. The gums were really healthy and nice and pink. And then they just disappear for sort of six months. And the issue with that is when the dog comes back to us after six months, the teeth are like all furred up again aren't they mm-hmm. it's it's not a um, it's not a silver bullet we brush our teeth like every day and we try and explain this to the customers you know you, you brush your teeth every day you can't just brush your dog's teeth every 6 months so how often do you recommend that dogs come in and see you
1: it, so it comes down to educating the client. And it, sometimes it can be really difficult because I liken it as like an analogy. I'll say it's, it's like going to the gym. If You go to the gym, you know, every week or, you know, three times a week, you get this amazing body. And then you're like, right, I've got I've got the body of my dreams now. Right. I can stop going to the gym and I don't need to to do anymore. And then you leave yourself for six months. Well, you're not going to look the same. You're going to, you know, start having love handles and things. So I say that it's exactly the same with the teeth clean. And you've you've had a block of sessions all, you know, relatively close together. You've got this gorgeous white teeth, lovely pink gums then you're going to leave it for six months. Well, six months time, the teeth and gums are just going to regress right back to where they were before. So then that client needs to go into a maintenance schedule. So you would decide for that dog, does it need to come every um, three weeks, four weeks, or can can it go to six weeks? So every dog's different and it depends on the dog's enamel texture, the dog's age, what the dog's diet is. But by monitoring that dog, so you might say, right, well, we'll bring your dog in every four weeks. And if that's working okay, you might be able to push it out to five weeks. Um, But I certainly wouldn't let the client go any longer than six weeks because that's when you start to see the problems coming. And I always sell the client Orizyme gel as well. So um, I sell the Orizyme. A lot of groomers that offer the Emipec get the Orizyme gel. Um, I make the clients buy that. And It's just a veterinary gel, it's got a mild abrasive in it. And they just at the end of the day, when the dog's had its last meal of the day, they just rub it over the teeth with the finger, and that just keeps everything at bay so that between visits, the dog's teeth are still being looked after at home.
0: Christine, always I'm gel, kept in the client's mental peace because I can't just be like brushing your dog, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we obviously. Uh, had lockdown. So we, we sort of sat around and discussed the teeth cleaning service and how maybe, you know, it was working really well, but maybe how we weren't, it wasn't working as well as we wanted it to be. So we came out of lockdown, and we, we became a bit more strict with the clients and sort of said, Look, this does work, it's really good service, but you need to do it regularly. And so If we don't see people um, after a certain amount of time, we will actually say, well, we're going to start again and we're going to go back to that initial price for the initial clean. So just to to encourage them to book in. So, you know, we see some dogs every four weeks, six weeks with their groom, or they might just come in just for teeth cleaning. So It's the same as uh you know getting a dog onto a schedule. It's what you want to be doing with, with the tea cleaning, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then those follow-up appointments are between 15 and 20 minutes long, aren't they? They're not yeah. they're not massive appointments.
1: And that's the beauty of it as well, because when you get to those like follow-up appointments, if you're like I'm going to start um, doing teeth cleaning on Saturdays and just really blocking in the, the teeth cleaning for myself to do. And if you're doing those little short sessions, the little maintenance sessions that you see the dog, you know, in those sessions and you can fit maybe three or four teeth cleaning into the space of an hour. That's where you make your really, really good money because you can you can make a lot more money doing that than you can um, grafting away at the grooming table.
0: Yeah, so each one of those sessions, 15 to 20 minutes, they're going to be between sort of 25 and 30, maybe £35 per session, aren't they? Depending on how brave you are of your pricing. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can fit them in and get those done. And, and you know, the, the dog's the one that's going to be benefited from it as well. So you're making money, but you're also really benefiting the dogs. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously we're not vets, we're not trained, um, but are there any sort of um, particular things that you teach people or tell people to look out for when you're actually looking in the dog's mouth? Are those like actual no no's? You can't, you can't, you know, can't use a toothbrush on that, like a bit like uh, Emma finding a cracked molar, you know, straight back to the vets, please. The vets did actually miss that one. Um, but yeah, straight back to the vets, we can't do anything about it. But is there anything that you sort of tell people is a no no?
1: Yeah, so when I do my, I offer Emmy Pet Zoom training. So when I do that, I go through all the different dental conditions that you can encounter um, when you go through your consultation with your, your client's dog's teeth. Um, the things that you can see and you can actually work on the dog's teeth. So things like just a little bit of tartar, a little bit of plaque. And then there's like your more... Um, where the teeth have been neglected, so you've got things like gingivitis, you've got things like abscesses, and you've got things like wobbly teeth, all those sorts of things, so that's when you need to be sane. Uh, this dog needs to see a vet your local vets will respect you a hell of a lot more for doing that and you can have a beautiful harmonious relationship with each other so your vet can be referring all of um their clients once they've done the dental work they can be saying go to the groomers and have this teeth maintenance done you can also be um Checking all your clients' teeth on the grooming table, and the ones that are, are beyond ME Pet, you can be sending to the vets to get the big dental work done, and then hopefully the vets will send them back to you for maintenance. But I would say anything like this kind of situation,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit harder, and
1: yeah, so that's that's like when you need to be sending your dog to the vets to to get its teeth done because that it's got um. You see the gingivitis here and the gum is actually receding away from the from the teeth. There's loads and loads of um there's loads and loads of tartar going on there. Really, really unhealthy looking. Broken Mis- teeth.
0: Yeah. Teeth. Like yeah. Root, root being exposed, pulp being exposed, anything that's not smooth on the yeah. top of the teeth, stuff like that. Um, you know you' you're right we do obviously have try and have that relationship with the vets and we do refer with dogs back to the vets and we're very honest with our customers and say that we've had a look and there's certain issues there we can't do and it is nice we do have some vets locally to us that do send their clients to us because mm-hmm. um, maybe they have an elderly dog and they don't want to put on anesthetic or you know maybe it's not the teeth problems aren't as bad as it needs for our vets. So they actually get referrals and we get vets coming to us with their dogs as well. So, uh, that's quite, that's quite nice to see, isn't it? Yeah. So with, um, actually using it on a dog, do you, are you, obviously you're going to be doing it on a Saturday. You're going to be working on your own. Is that something that a lone groomer can use?
1: Yeah, um, loan groomers can use this. It's, um, they can, any sort of groomers can be offering this service. So you could, uh, mobile, mobile groomers could be doing this or people could, uh, you know, pet professionals could, could just be using this and just do a mobile teeth cleaning. Um, I've had, I've sold brushes to dog walkers and people that have doggy daycare and also dog groomers. So Pet professionals, you know, all across the board mm. could be offering the AMI Pet service.
0: And how do you deal with those difficult dogs? Is it just perseverance or uh, do you have any special headlock techniques <laughs> like that?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty lucky in my salon because it is per- fit for purpose and it's purpose built. When I'm doing the larger dogs, I don't put them on the grooming table to do the teeth. Um, it's just the way that I like to do it. I have, um, you know, like an equine hair net ring. I have one one of them drilled into the wall right. and what I yeah. do is I put vet bed on the floor and I just put the dog on a little noose and attach it to the wall. And I just sit on the floor with the dog and do, do its teeth that way. Um, I certainly wouldn't work with any dogs that had questionable temperaments and be put my hands in the mouth. So I probably wouldn't get to that point where I was trying to do Emmy pet on a difficult dog, because I think grooming is one thing because you can you can muzzle the dog or you could, you know, have another groomer helping you. or You could put one of them veterinary cones around so that they can't swipe at you or use your groomer's helper um but with teeth cleaning you need to get in the mouth so i just don't put myself in that situation touch wood i haven't had any dogs that have been really aggressive with the no, it's
0: it. and your, your hands are your tools or your trade so you certainly need to be looking after that then you're in and, and if the dog's getting too stressed then that's obviously not good for the dog either is it so yeah.
1: i think you're not going to get anywhere with the emi pet if your dog's really really distressed so it would be time just to call the session off and maybe recommend that the dog gets its teeth done at the vets because grooming's one thing because you could you know use your groomer's helper and hold the dog in place while you're getting around the back of its leg or something but you actually need to get in the dog's mouth so aggressive dogs and things that are snacking at your toothbrush i just wouldn't even entertain the idea Better.
0: that's good um now I've I've spoken to people over the time ta- over the past couple of months and said, oh, "How about teeth cleaning?" And they've said to me, "Yeah, I've bought the toothbrush and I've tried it. I've tried it on my own dogs, and and something I'd probably recommend is trying it on your own dogs first to build up that confidence and and yeah. to see like how it's working and stuff." And they've sort of said, "Well, I've not really found it." work is there any sort of common mistakes that you find people make with these toothbrushes or, or anything that they need to sort of read know about to, mm. to try and make it work better
1: well one of my grooming friends recently she bought um the amy second generation toothbrush off me um and she was trying to get results on her dog's teeth and she was not getting the results that she wanted and then she showed me a picture of the toothbrush and the light the light wasn't working properly and i said what's the light doing i said and then when we had this discussion with each other it turned out that there was um the light was flashing and i said i think that you might need to replace the head there must be damage to the bristles and as soon as she replaced the head um she put toothpaste and water on she gives the dog another session the dog's teeth came up great because she'd been persevering with this dog's teeth, not not realising that the the brush head bristles had been broken. So it was that that it was never going to work on the dog's teeth.
0: Yeah, because the, the brush is silent, isn't it? So you're not going to know unless you look at that light. You're not going to know yeah. <laughs> how uh, whether it's working or not.
1: And, and sometimes as well, it's technique. People might be rush, rushing around the dog's teeth t- too quickly with the toothbrush and not holding it against the tooth for long enough or not replenishing the toothpaste and the water. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've got um, a little Facebook group called Emmy Pet Made Simple with the Dog's Tooth Fairy. And if anybody wanted to follow that, um, you can ask me questions. There's a few videos on there and things so people can go on there and get some advice and support.
0: Awesome, I'll we'll put those links uh, in the chat afterwards. Cool. So there's a few questions. Let me just go scroll back up the, uh, the chat. Uh, we've done that one. We'll talk about buying it in a bit and distribution and any offers that you might be be having up your sleeve. Um uh, A few people that do dogs and cats all right we've done sort of um pricing uh how much are the heads so they're five pounds something aren't they too
1: yeah um they're six pounds individually or you can buy a 14 pack um which is 70 pounds so they work out of five pounds per brush head if you buy the pack of 14
0: yeah i think we charge around eight pounds something to the customer for the brush head yeah. yeah. um you know, we're talking about pricing, it is all down to individuals as to how they want to package it up. I would say be brave with your pricing, you know, um, the toothbrush can offer you and your customers and the the dog's a lot of value and can really help the dog remember the teeth is like the the pathway to the rest of the organs and that you know if we can have really good clean teeth it can really help the dog so um think about that when you're pricing and also think about the photos that you can be putting out there and the value that you can be adding
1: and i think a lot of dog owners aren't aware that if a dog gets a really bad um you know, tooth or gum infection and it gets into the bloodstream, then it can affect the organs and the heart. And, you know, uh, a lot of clients aren't aware of that. And I think the the worst case that I ever seen, we kept telling this client, take your dog to the vet to get a dental, take your dog to the vet and get a dental. And it was kind of fallen upon deaf ears. And my, uh, my employee was washing the, the dog's muzzle in the bath. And she went, what's this? And the tooth had actually fallen out when my when my groomer was washing the face. Yeah, yeah that was a bit of a horror story.
0: All these things that this us groomers use, I uh, see. Um, Laura's asked, with heavy build-up, how many sessions would you recommend?
1: Right, so with heavy build-up, I would always, always get my clients to buy a block plan because then you get the... Um, You get them to actually take some ownership of the dog's dental health. And they're usually a lot more diligent. So if they've bought a block plan off you and you say, right, you need to come three times this week, they will come three times that week if they can. Um, If they're doing pay as you go and they're just paying you each time, they might go, "Mm, well, I might just leave it for a week and a half because I've got to factor that cost in. So if the dog's got heavy tartar, then I sell the block plan. So that will be the intro session. Which is always a standalone session for in my salon, and then they can decide to either do pay as you go, which I tend to steer people towards if they've got light plaque and tartar and it's not so major. If they've got really heavy tartar, I make them buy a block plan of ten sessions. Um, so how many sessions they would need would completely depend on the level of tartar that that dog's got. You might get the you might get the teeth looking really nice after you know, three or four sessions, you might need more. Um, But if there's sessions left at the end of that plan, then they can just be used as the ongoing maintenance sessions anyway.
0: Yeah, it's having that honest and open conversation with the customer, isn't it? Just saying that I really can't tell you how long it's going to take. (coughs) It could be one, could be three, could be five. Um, Just, I suppose, limiting their expectations or managing their expectations, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, with with grooming, it's you can look at a dog and you can say, right, the shih tzu is going to take an hour and a half. But when it's the teeth, you really don't know until you get that toothbrush on the on the dog's mouth and you start working with the teeth because some some um, plaque and tartar will come away really easily. And with other dogs, it's like cemented onto the teeth because it's been there for that long. So so every dog's different and it is very much like how long's a piece of string.
0: And also their temperament as well and how much they tolerate it, I suppose. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: so I think we've answered Elizabeth's question about how often um, try and get them coming in um, regularly. Something that we do um, is we offer a direct debit system so um, people can pay monthly and then they just have their um, sessions booked in and just come in um, every six weeks, but they pay monthly so it spreads the cost out throughout the year. Cool put your important stuff on direct debit so why not put your dog your dog care on direct debit as well
1: that sounds awesome does somebody monitor that just to make sure that payments don't bounce and things
0: Yeah, um we use a, a company called go cardless so um if someone doesn't if the if the money isn't It's a direct debit so we control it so obviously um they can cancel it and we can cancel it but we can change it and alter it and if um, it goes in to take the payment and the money's not there it will go back in and you get emails and you, you sit there, you just see emails pinging saying, you know, £30 just hit your account or whatever. So, and we do it for dog grooming and um, teeth peeing as well. So, that sounds really good something to consider and again if you're getting pain points from your from your customers so if you're getting people saying i'd really love to use a service but i just can't quite afford it Mm -hmm. you know we can book you in every six weeks and spread the cost out over the whole the whole 12 months Mm -hmm. so again it it encourages people like you said have a bit of skin in the game have Mm -hmm. a bit of ownership and also we're looking after the dogs as well from it so something to consider Um, Elizabeth's on fire tonight, she's got loads of questions. How long does the actual toothbrush, so the machine, uh, often last, and how often does it need replacing?
1: So the machine, um, I've had my original machine since, my original handset since 2018, so that's lasted (laughs) three, (laughs) three years. And I've got to be honest and say it's been kicked off the table, it's been knocked on the floor, um, and it's been absolutely fine. Uh, They're manufactured in Germany, so they're not made um, with cheap quality materials. They're not manufactured in China or anything like that. They're really good quality, and they all come with a two-year warranty. Um, So if there's any mechanical failure with the handset at all you go back to your distributor where you've bought it from if you bought it from Emipet pet directly you can go through them but it is a lot better to go through a distributor because if you're going through a distributor you just go you will come directly to the distributor and your distributor would sort the replacement out for you but in all my years of distributing like two years of distributing i've sold quite a lot of toothbrushes now and I've only ever had to replace one thing and it was just the the charger base yeah. so they are really well made
0: I think it's quite important to point out that these toothbrushes the two systems are actually made by international companies this isn't like so this isn't an uh, import from china this isn't uh someone in the shed making it up this these are proper international companies that have put a lot of research and a lot of money into manufacturing these and yeah. uh, they're sold they're probably sold worldwide aren't they
1: yeah oh yeah um Certainly, in Europe, I get I do get people from Australia and all sorts of places trying to get me to, like, ship them out there to them. It's not something that I've done yet. I just tend to distribute within the UK, but I might look into international shipping at some point.
0: Yeah, those customs forms. Yeah, <laughs> Helen uh, is interested to see if there's any legislation that groomers should be able to, to abide by in offering the service. Is that something that cover on your your courses?
1: um the main bit of legislation that you would have to be aware of i guess is the the veterinary the veterinary um surgeons act because uh there is a little piece that it's like lay, lay persons, which will be classed as, as groomers and things, shouldn't be um, diagnosing oral health problems. So we're not allowed to say to a client, I think that your dog's got um, an abscess in its mouth. You need to go to the vet about it. So you can just if you look at a dog's mouth and you think this dog needs to see a vet, then you would say to the client, your dog needs to go to the vet with these teeth. And. Um, you can't use any uh, sharp instruments and things when when uh, doing the dog's teeth. So you should never be using the dental scrapers or anything like that. So the little scrapers that some dog show people use and things, you shouldn't be buying your own equipment and, and using anything that's really sharp and metal.
0: And again, it's, it's making sure you do what you're comfortable and you're happy with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um helen uh, has gone back to how many sessions i think that's pretty much answered isn't it how long is a piece of stream with some dogs temperament uh build up whether it's old or, or new build up um so elaine is asking how does the training work so do you want to tell a little bit about your online training that you do
1: yeah so the online training is um it's taught via zoom so i tend to keep the the I tend to keep the numbers quite intimate on them on, on them courses because the, the q and I don't want um, it to be overwhelming and for people not to be able to speak if they want to ask things. Um, it's generally an hour and a half to two hours. Um, there's some demonstrational videos on there. I go through all the different dental health problems that you might encounter, methods of how to use the toothbrush. Um, I also go through how to do a consultation with your client, what things to be to be getting them signed, disclaimers, and then I also go through uh, the different equipment and tools that you will need to run pet in your business. I go through pricing and I go through how to market it as well.
0: Awesome. How long is that? When we, how long is the
1: course? Uh, it's it's around about two hours long it's an hour and a half and then usually about half an hour of questions and answers at the end Uh, you get a little certificate of attendance with your name on as well so you'll be able to share that on your social media or print it off and put it on your salon wall
0: excellent um okay let's just have a look elizabeth again Uh, do you sell groomer starter packs where everything is included
1: yeah, so the 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 main offer that I have at the moment is the Cruft Steel, and this is really, really popular with the dog groomers. Um, so with the Cruft Steel, you get the Emi Pet second-generation toothbrush, which I think is twice as powerful. I've used it on my – when I've started to use it on the dogs, I'm just seeing that the, the teeth are coming up clean in half the time. So you get the second-generation starter kit, which comes with a – large brush head and a small brush head and then you get one tube of toothpaste and you get the charger and the adapter plug and then on top of that you get all the extras so the extras that you get you get five tubes of toothpaste you get um an additional four small and four large brush heads and then you get an additional uh, three packs of rosewood sticks so all the extras alone are worth an extra 100 pounds um i do that for £220 and it comes with free postage and everything. And I send everything next day, special delivery. And I send it special delivery just so it's insured and it'll get there by one o'clock. Awesome. Have you got loads in stock? I've got, yeah, I've got plenty in stock at the moment. (laughs) Excellent. Um, Laura's asked,
0: should the light come up green whilst on charge? Uh, She's had it on charge for 24 hours and it's still red.
1: If, um, if you've just got your if you've just got your Emipet charger have you got the brush head on top of it because the brush head should always be on while you're charging so if the brush head is on the device and it's charging it should be blue and then when it goes when it's fully charged it goes green cool
0: maybe but, she can catch up with you to yeah the brush,
1: the brush head always needs to be on when you're charging it
0: excellent um, yeah, we've covered training. Lauren, Lauren wants to know what's the special bills group price. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry we discussed, was it?
1: <laughs> oh, Well, anybody anybody that's watching this, um, I will, that wants the Crufts deal, I'll do it for 200.
0: There you go, 200. 200 pounds is the crop.
1: Yeah, but only until the end of this week.
0: Wow. <laughs> you got people signing up already. Elizabeth signed so,
1: up. So only until the end of... We'll say only until the end of July. End of July. For anybody, for anybody watching on playback.
0: Excellent. End of July, £200, and it's normally...
1: Um, Well, it's just, it's got a saving of like £100 factored into it anyway. So when I bought my original Emi Pet toothbrush, it was literally £1.99 just for the toothbrush alone. So for all the extras that you get that are worth £100 and you get the postage and everything, it's just an amazing, amazing deal. I wish it was around when I was getting my Emi Pet because I spent a lot more on all the extras.
0: I feel like I'm on one of those QVC channels because like, yes, 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 sounds good. Fab. Sounds.
1: <laughs> Honestly, my mum raised me on QVC, so it must have yeah, went in somehow.
0: <laughs> we'll put all the links. Uh, we'll put all the links to how to get hold of you uh, in the chat, and then obviously onto YouTube as well. So um, let's have a look. Bill does the crafts deal, including. Does the cross uh, does the cross deal include your training? I think that's probably separate, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's the, to
1: ask. the training is separate. Um, it's forty pounds for the training, and it's two hours, and you get a certificate at the end of it. So yeah, it, the reviews for the training has been really, really good. So if you go to my Facebook page, the Dog Tooth Fairy, there's testimonials on there and everything from people that have done the course already.
0: Excellent, excellent. And um, let's talk about distribution. So um, you're obviously a distributor with Angela. Angela's yeah. been watching, by the way. No pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you get into that, yeah, and I'm what impressed. the what was what, what have been the benefits of becoming a distributor for you personally and for you as a as a business?
1: So. Um Angela is my Emmy Pet upline, so I call her my Emmy Pet boss, but she doesn't like me to call her an Emmy Pet boss. But she's absolutely amazing, um, and she's she's just absolutely fantastic and a role model to me because I look up to her because she's so super with the the Emmy Pet distributing that she does. Um, so what what finally made me decide to start doing the distributing is that when you become a distributor you automatically get 24% discount off your products. So there's no sales targets either. So even if you want to be like a lazy distributor and you just want to get your unlimited 24% off for the rest of your life, um, you could sign up and become a distributor and get your 20% off. Um, so that. Sorry, 24%. So I think you have to do like a tiny little sale, but it, it is really good. So that's what kind of reeled me in initially was just the discount off the product because I was using a lot of products in my salon. So I thought I'd get some discount off this. Um, and I didn't really do a great deal with the distributing all through 2019. Um, I sold a couple of kits, but I didn't really put myself out there. Um, and then the first lockdown happened and I just thought, oh, my God, like my mortgage is going out. My salon bills are going out. What the hell am I going to do? Um, and so the um, the distributing really like helped. It was like a comfort blanket. So I could do online sales while my salon was closed. Uh, so that was a real help. But uh, groomers at the time were being quite uh, cautious about uh, spending until grants and things started coming through so what I did find I was selling a lot of in the first lockdown was the the PPE the masks so that was uh the first lockdown but then when when the grants started coming through a lot of groomers were like I want to try something different so the groomers started buying more kits um and then my distributing's been really really good and then I had a baby last year and then obviously I've been off on maternity leave, but since I've had my child, just everything's changed completely. Um, and I've I've really taken like a step back from the grooming table mm-hmm. and I'm doing more things to fit around my daughter and my new lifestyle. So the distributing works really well for that. Um, so I can kind of be watching her and then just taking orders and packing things up. So it fits really nicely into my lifestyle. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you just order the, the brushes as you get orders in or do you hold a stock?
1: Hold a stock? I hold, I hold a permanent stock. So I I always have loads of brushes, um, toothpaste and everything like that. So when it when the stock t- tends to dip a tiny little bit, i I just um ship it all in from Germany. So it's always good to go. And I never let my stock dip to the levels where um, because there's nothing worse if people Saying I want this and I want that, and then I have to like say, "Oh, well, we'll have to wait a week till it comes from Germany." So I try and keep my stock replenished all the time. And do I mention Brexit? Is it uh, causing any
0: issues for you, or is it all going on? Um,
1: yeah, it, it ha- there is um, import duties and things like that that they can they can whack on. So I, f- I factor that into my prices. Um, so I'm I'm importing the things in, and I just factor that in. Yeah, okay, cool. But I have to explain to people as well when they go through my web shop that if they order things in through the web shop that if it, they may encounter those import fees.
0: Yeah, they're kind of out of our control at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> so um, if anyone is interested in doing the distribution, do they contact you or do they go to Angela? or?
1: Yeah, so um, they can come to me if they want to join my team. So I can give them all the help and the support that that they need to become a distributor. Um, It's been brilliant for me because since I have my baby, um, I had a difficult birth and I've been left like physically uh, not very healthy at all. So uh, I've tried to come back to grooming and it's just uh, it's just not feasible anymore. So I'm sticking to the teeth cleaning because it's a lot less labour intensive. It's a lot kinder to the body, and um, so I'm just sticking to the teeth cleaning now and the distributing. But this is why Emipet's so good for any groomers that have been in this game for a long time. They might have troubled backs or other problems, physiological problems. Um, the Emipet is a lot less at work. It's a lot less wear and tear on the body, and it's easier way of making money.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. it's a great, again, it is a great service to to uh, offer your clients, and it's it's really good for your your dogs as well. So it's a win win, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Elizabeth's not giving up with her questions. She's still going <laughs> in uh, on your training. Do you give an idea of how much you should be charging? Uh, I think you do go over pricing, don't you?
1: Yeah, I go through pricing in the uh, in the in the Zoom training, and then you would just decide. Whether you thought that you were going to go with my prices or if you want to be a little bit braver, charge a little bit more. um, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Be brave with your pricing. Test them. Take your prices off and just test them with your clients and see where they bat an eyelid when you sort of say how much it's going to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also uh, some suggestions on how you can store the brush heads. We have... Uh, we have them in these small compartments. I, I'm trying to think what it is. It's like a... something you put tie... You know, if you imagine, like, tie a tie rack, like, yeah. lots of little department compartments with ties in. Mm-hmm. And I'll, show just, like, my,
1: I'll, I'll show you my storage. We might do the same thing as each other.
0: Yeah, I think we just use, like, a tie rack, which has got loads of little pouches in it, and uh, each one has got a toothbrush head in, and the toothbrush head are, are named.
1: That's what yeah. I... Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. a specific...
0: Um, is that something specific sold for Emmy Pet or
1: no? And um, you get these on Amazon, eBay, and they're called ju- jewelry jewelry organizers.
0: There you
1: go. And they're double sided, so you can like this. This one hasn't got many in, but I've got another one of these that's packed full front and back. But um, yeah, yeah that was great. And then I put little sticky labels with the dog's name on so that they're easy to find.
0: That's it. there you go. So it's actually quite nice and easy to store away as well.
1: Yeah.
0: There you go. Well, I think the questions have dried up, which is good. It means we've answered it all and everyone's sorted. Um, Thank you so much for your time. And um, at the end of this, I'll make sure all the social media links, website addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, all updated on the chat so that they can... Take that two hundred pound offer on Bill's group offer (laughs) cross (laughs) offer. Are you going to be at any of the shows over the next few months? Can people come and say hi?
1: Um, Do you know what I haven't? I haven't really thought about it because with having such a a little baby, I've just I haven't really. Uh <laughs> I don't really go to any shows. There is an amazing one in the northeast, um, which is at Kirkley Hall in Northumberland. It's called the the Dog Festival or something, but it was cancelled last year because of COVID. And I did actually think about going and having a stall there this year, but then I haven't. So,
0: well, uh, Groomfest is September, and they've got. I oh, found out today they've got spare trade um, stalls going. So. Right. If- your offense doing that Bring your little one along say hello <laughs> uh, but yeah you've been um been really good to speak to you I've been wanting to speak to someone for a long time about it so that we can um sort of get the get the, the knowledge out there trying to alleviate some of the fear within people's businesses it's a really good um add-on for you to have within your business People are still saying, "How do we get hold of? How do we get hold of you?" It's like I'll put all the links in the chat. Don't worry, uh, and you've got plenty of stocks. So I think you'll be all right. Um, Laura's just saying, "Can you start distributing in Spain because she's out? She's out working in Spain." <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. It, you might be able to get from Emmy Pet directly because I know that the. You know, Ger- Germany, I'm not quite sure whereabouts in Europe they distribute to, but I would think.
0: There'd be no point in going to you and then you shipping them back out to Spain. she probably no. just direct to the company and yeah. set it up herself.
1: If you're in Europe, you might be better going through EmiPet directly. I tend yeah. to just um, distribute in the UK at the moment.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time.
1: Thank you very um,
0: much. Where's your little one at the moment?
1: Oh, I'm getting, I got a baby sat because. <laughs> And I'm actually in my grooming salon as well because it's a lot quiet. It's a lot quieter here. Um, But yeah, I've tried to do a live with her before, and it was just a bit of a nightmare. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right awesome we'll let you go now and uh, everyone's like really enjoyed the chat and they're all saying thank you and i'll let you obviously you can go and read through all the um all the comments afterwards on in the group and then obviously if you've missed this you can watch it on replay within the group or you can go and watch it on youtube or um listen to it on as a podcast a bit later on The offer might not be around by then but you can still listen to it and uh, hear all about the the emi pet system Okay, thanks a lot and um, catch up with you soon. Hope you might see you in person at some point.